You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining in. This is the Three Intuitive Healers podcast. I'm Angela Johnson, and I'm joined by Stephanie and Heather. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. So this week, Heather? Yeah, I, you know, I do. I have a topic on um, kind of leaning into your spirit and not having to do the physical so much. So there was um, Ashmi Path on Instagram had a had a great uh, Instagram post that was just so validating. And, you know, we, we as healers and people on the spiritual path have learned over lifetimes, not only this, this lifetime, but past lifetimes of, you have to do it in the physical, you have to, you have to clear, you have to always be in the driver's seat, basically of your path. And I remember a few months ago, I'd say maybe over six months ago, I was uh, watching one of um, Living Your Awakenings uh, free videos on on um, tools and stuff. And it was something that Michael Anderson said, which is Amajam's husband. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for all that you do and give and, and Amajam. So if you need any free tools, they are a great show to learn on how to work your process, even though we're talking about, you know, in, in this in this podcast about kind of leaning into your soul, your spirit of the truth of who you are. But um, anyways, back to back to this Instagram post, it was, I'm going to read a little bit of this post to you, which is, it's time to lean into your spirit and let the energetic world guide you more than physical. You are capable, wise, and resilient, and this has taken you far in life. But your resilience has caused you to push through it all on your own, and it doesn't need to be so hard. You may think you need to do it all on your own. You need to figure it out. But there is an entire world waiting for you just to let go and let spirit hold you. This is your higher self, your soul, your ancestors. Okay. She says ancestors. I'm not so big on the ancestor part, but okay. Your guides, the most loving frequency. This is all aspects of your soul waiting for you to remember all that you are waiting for you to feel how infinitely supported you are. Your physical abilities can only take you so far. It is time to lean into your spirit and let, let it take you to places you can't even fathom. Take time to drop into your heart center. This is where you communicate with this presence of who you are basically and just dropping into your heart space is creating a space for inspiration and guidance to come through and one of the things she said is instead of feeling like you're the one in the driver's seat all the time imagine that you're riding with your higher self maybe take turns maybe sometimes you're the passenger of your soul's navigation but there is a deeper sense of trust here. So when I read this, I got 
like this is your best friend that you're on a ride with i kid you not that these these were the words that when i was reading her instagram post i got i saw the words of this is your best friend that you're with in the car and i kind of just looked over and i just saw my best friend there you know this higher self me which for me i always say mm, the truth of who I am, I don't really resonate with higher self because it feels limiting and it feels like it separates us. If I say my higher self and, you know, there's, 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 um, and I think there's different ways that you can go about this. I know some people are, there's extreme, ex ex extremes in this where you could, you know, do it all on your own. You're taking the reins. You're just, you're mentally efforting and a struggle and strife which I had been doing. And then because I wanted to learn everything on how it went and, and I did get something out of it. And it was, I learned how the process was, but then it got so much that I was spending hours upon hours upon hours of just trying to clear out stuff when I just needed to stop and just be and surrender to my heart center. You, you can go to extremes, you know, from one side to the other of, of just over, over, overhandling yourself and then the other process of just saying okay you do it god here you go and just totally disempowering yourself so and back to what i um a few months ago when michael was talking on on living your awakening was he was talking about how he just kind of like surrendered a certain part of him that was picking up energies because it just was too much and I forget exactly what he was, he, what part of that his psychic abilities was picking up, but he's just like, I surrendered it to my higher self. I surrendered it to my guides to help me clear out because I didn't need to have all this psychic abilities and awareness in this area. And so I kept on saying to myself, why can't I have that? Why can't I have that? So I knew that this was coming up for me to be like, let it go. Just you don't have to effort anymore. You don't have to be constantly in the driver's seat. And so that's when I threw the baby out with the bathwater and just started all fresh and new because it just got too much. And then started the process of just dropping my, dropping into my heart center and just being, and then being come and become a witness to everything that I have done through lifetimes and not putting a story to it and just allowing whatever to come up just to be. So say I would drop into my heart center and I would just wait. I would be the observer. I would observe what I'm feeling, whether a song was coming through, whatever I was feeling. If I happened to get something that, you know, like a picture in my head or there was, um, I call it when you're on you're on sermon where you're talking to a whole bunch of people and giving a sermon, I would feel into that and and figure out, oh, what's the core belief here that that I'm being shown? You know, it was like, oh, I felt disempowered there. And then I just didn't put a story to it. And I just let it be like, oh, yeah, I felt disempowered. Okay. Oh, you know, there's fear I feel coming up. And then I didn't need to know where it was coming from. And that's all that's all I needed to do. And so what I'm trying to say is about, about this podcast is you don't have to be in the driver's seat 24 seven. There's just so much programming that we had to be in the driver's seat. And now that we're processing so much that we need to get out of our own way and allow your energetic self, the truth of who you are kind of 
be in the be in the driver's seat, clearing out so much of our soul history that you don't need to mentally effort in a human conscious level. That's my long winded way of that. <laughs> Crickets. Well, it's a lot. So I don't even know where to begin with that for you. So in the past, you have worked with your heart center. Uh, mm. There's been, you know, a, a few discussions we've had when you've um, left the mindset, the the bag of cats, as you say, and went in and started working through the heart. What changed this time where you feel like you really grasped it or did you, was something a little bit altered in the, in this, this it new? Definitely altered okay. because before I would talk about how I went in and I felt out, was it this lifetime? Was it a past lifetime? Is it an energetic hook attachment? You know, just, just systematically working it out. I would, I would figure out, okay, if it's from this lifetime, what was it? Okay. I see that there was fear. And then I would start saying, I release you. I would, I release the energy of it. You know what I mean? Um, the core belief, I would really lease it back to source. And then I would go and work and try to talk to my past life and see what they need so that they could, they could be released and go wherever they need to go. And it just, it got so much because that was clearing so, so much that it just, it's not fathomable for us to do it on our human consciousness. Does that make sense? So what are you saying is you're not investigating like you were, you're I more didn't. accepting now? I, I do not investigate at okay, all. So, I just stop. Well. I go into my heart center and my heart center guides me and whatever I need to, whatever comes up to be processed is processing. And I recognize it, I own it and validate it, and then it just goes. Because then my higher energetic self is just, okay, she did that. She's aware of that. Okay, it goes now. Because it is you. It is you processing it. So, All right. So what tips do you have for uh, anyone listening who wants to be able to ex escape, to uh, to not plunge. How about to embrace the heart? Just be mind. Okay. So you're saying just, be, just Let, be, what if just the mind's be. still going in a situation? So my mind does still mm -hmm. go and I bring it back. I drop it back down in the heart center. Uh, I know some people will just very softly go Shh, to the mind and the thoughts, you know, um, I know for me, I take a deep breath and breathe into my heart center when my thoughts are just going and I just wait it out. It's like a toddler. You just have to wait it out. And then finally it goes, okay. And just by breathing into your heart center and just waiting, because you're going to need patience. And that's all it is. It's just patience. It could take you a minute. It could take you five minutes. It could take you however long, but just know, just breathing into it and just patiently waiting until it just kind of settles down. Can this induce a need to feel emotions where maybe people don't are not prepared for that or don't want to. That's why the mind is one thing, but if, if they're going to go, their heart could, could it very well open up. Now I've got to deal with these feelings. So sometimes you can have feelings for me. It took me a while to realize that I wasn't feeling any emotions. Just like oh, when really? I said, yeah, yeah, it was, um, I would notice people and they would have these feelings and I'm like, I asked myself, okay, why am I, why do they feel it? And I don't. So that kept on coming up. And I realized that Sometimes some of us are afraid to be in our bodies. And so as soon as I recognize that, a whole bunch of density came up, soul history came up for my energetic self to clear out 
but I knew at that moment we were in the area of of past lifetimes in this lifetime where it wasn't safe to be in the body. And I just held space for that and just to let it be cleared out. She didn't get explanation about Angela. Have you worked with uh, this before? You know, we've talked about in the past, but have you changed any of your thoughts from when you want to live through the heart in the moment or seek spirit I mean, through the heart? Yeah, I, a lot of what she's saying resonates with me. It, it, what kept coming to my mind is, it sounds like you have more faith now because these tools use, mm -hmm. when you, and it's even, it's not even when we're first starting out, it's these tools that we use when we're tackling a part of whatever it looks like to you, like a new mm -hmm. area of the self. These tools are really helpful. Um, it's kind of like, like the image that I saw was, um, you know, dancers, even if they're Baryshnikov, they go through the same exercises, right? They warm up. There's these, just mm -hmm. these tools that you grab onto. Mm -hmm. um, that metaphor doesn't completely work because I think there's a certain point on the path in that area when you're working on certain things where you can just let them go. You've embodied mm -hmm. what the tools are trying to teach you and you can just let that go. Yeah. And you know how to navigate it um, without thought almost. I mean, you are thinking obviously, but to me, it, I just kept it, it faith. It just felt like yeah. you have faith. It is going to work out. So I think there are certain areas where I definitely still need tools and certain areas where I'm like, I've been being for years now, you know, I, I, I'm very quick to drop away ceremony, mm -hmm. which is why it's so ironic that what we were talking about earlier that I'm studying with my teacher, certain ceremonies, um, because I'm like the non-ceremony gal. I just, go into the heart center and, and boom. Right. Um, but I think that comes, I think you have to know the tools first. So to me, you, what do. Other, you yeah. know, so yeah. anybody who's first starting out this, or this, if you're exactly. tackling a new area, that's, it's all new, this might not resonate yet, but I'm yeah. sure there are parts of your life where it will resonate because you have been doing the work, you have been using the tools and you can just you can feel them when they start to get stale on you. They just start to sound um, brittle. And just, oh, I have to say this, I have to say, it. it's almost exhausting for me when I'm using things that, that it's almost like they're, they're getting in the way. The words are getting in the way. Just get to that energetic state that I use them to get me to. Mm -hmm. And that's the sign that it's, it's okay to drop those away now. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, this may not resonate for everyone because I do know who I am. I, I have gotten to the point where, where I do trust myself and I know exactly who I am to the core of me. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay wherever you're at on your path because it's perfectly where you need to be. And so, but for those who, you know, they feel like they're struggling, switch it up. I think that is another, another one, you know, if you feel like you're struggling, cause that's what started happening to me. I just like Angela, she, she needed to switch up her words and whatnot and just allow the embodiment of it. I was, I was just, I'm so tired of the struggle. I'm so tired of the strife and whatnot it, that, yeah, it was just, it got too much. And then that's when I knew for me, that's when I just had to stop and just be, and how much this this uh, Ashmi um, pass thing resonated and just, just allow your energetic self to, you know, kind of take the reins a little bit sometimes because you just don't need to put your head into it, but also empower yourself. Cause there are times that I say, all right. So a situation comes up and I say, how can I empower myself in this moment? 
and then just allow something to be because you don't want to disempower yourself and be like, okay, God, here you go. You take care of it. That's not very empowering. I like the way Angela brought up the word faith. Cause I, I a hundred percent agree with that, that yeah. that place of the heart is a, is a faith based and, mm-hmm. and doesn't, again, we're not talking religion. It's just a faith based. How I'm interpreting it is you're all right. Everything's going to be all right. You know, you cannot control the situation perhaps around you. You can control you. You control how you feel about it. You can control your peace in this moment. That's you. That's, yeah. that's all you. Right. And, but you've got to, believe it to even be possible um to to see a difference right to see the mind not necessarily well for me see, that's okay for me like at first it was really hard for me to start trusting that part and i just kept on saying like a mantra i believe in myself i trust myself i believe in myself i trust myself until i didn't need to say it anymore i just kind of stopped and and just was with that intention of i trust and believe myself until it really became present because that was also part of the the fact where I wasn't feeling anything within me. So I, and I realized that I didn't feel safe within my body. So I just allowed the energy to clear out until I felt safe in my body so that I could feel that I trusted myself so that I could feel that there was this faith within myself. So for you, faith with self. So you're looking as that trust is, is you yourself and you, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's not about the divine having your back or spirit having your back. You're really mm-hmm. narrowing into this, this whole identity that is Heather in spirit and in human form. That's mm-hmm. who the faith mm-hmm. is coming for and through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause if you can't have faith in yourself, how can you have faith in the divine? Well, I think it's interesting you say that because I think it's the opposite of how most religion teaches you. You know, you have faith in the divine because you don't have the power to do anything. So you put that mm-hmm. faith in something right. greater than you because you're not greatness, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's how at least I was taught that, you know, God is everything. And, you know, you need God in order to have anything, to be anything. Mm-hmm. To And so there was no trust or faith within self. I mean, I, 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 how could, you know, how dare you even mention such a thing, you know, right in the same line. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I remember reading, uh, you know, Wayne Dyer when, again, I've mentioned that before when he has in, in one of his books, I, uh, when he, the, I am, and, you know, I am God. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I couldn't say that I read over it and quite a clear my mind. And, you know, because that was so sacrilegious, you can't say that. And because that belief was so strong, you know, God is bigger than you. You are just, you know, you're just this this and, this thing, but until you find out until you are God, right? Right. I <laughs> mean, and, and but not you know not everyone can or will, um, but right when you when you see it that way, it changes everything. It's a shift. But that... see, that's something for you to recognize too. So, just like I had, I couldn't feel anything. I knew that it wasn't safe to be in my body. So that's also something that your energetic and self can clear out for you of this feeling of how could I be God? You know what I mean? It's just, it's another part of your soul history. It's this nether level and layer that, you know, is just being processed. You just need to recognize, oh, we're processing this instead of saying, I need to go process this. I am processing this on an energetic level. And I also, I remember when I first started this, when I threw the baby out with the bathwater, I had to give myself permission on an energetic level to clear this out because I said, I choose to no longer effort. I choose to no longer 
be in struggle and strife. And I also had to repeat that constantly because I would start trying to control everything over and over and over again until I was like, no, no, I don't need to do it this way anymore. And I choose not to because your higher self, your the truth of who you are, your soul is going to honor whatever you want in your human form. Yes. But I don't want people to be worried. Like it's not your one straight thought that higher no. self is going to be like, all right. No. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's what your subconscious. Um, and I know you weren't saying this. I just felt like I needed to clarify this. Um, it's what your subconscious, whatever you want to call it, repetitively feels about itself is what your higher self truth of yourself is going to honor. So I think what Heather's saying is this is a slow reconditioning of that part of you. Yes. Sometimes moments of grace, you can do it like that. Sometimes you find a really great metaphor that cuts through all the crap and you can do it quicker. Sometimes it's the slow weathering away, you know, the, the water over a stone, just gently, gently. Yeah. Until you get to that, that obstacle is removed and it's conditioning. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Conditioning is another really great word. Yeah. And practice, you know, and uh, I imagine for everyone, it's dabbling in and out back and forth because for me, I, I can't imagine. Well, there might be. I'm not who I, I don't know, but living a hundred percent in in the heart space, you know, I don't. I have never met anyone, you know, who who lives there, especially as a human, because we're commanded, but we're certainly drawn to, you know, to work with our minds. You know, we've got brains for a reason, and and we we need to think, and we need to be practical, and we need to plan, and all those things that perhaps maybe get in the way, and we still have stories running, but that ability to just go into that space that where we're thinking through the heart, it becomes part of our life where you don't, you don't even know you're doing it anymore. You just know that you've changed. So, and, and that goes back to the word that Angela used faith. An example would be um, when you're in a situation and either you've got something scary coming up, maybe you've heard news about a family member or, you know, maybe someone's ill or someone, you know, is, is injured or you don't know what's going on the mind will easily take you to that place where the what ifs and there's a lot of panic and what have you. But when you train yourself to me, this is how I'm seeing it. You go into that heart space and you just really sit with it and you, and you find that place of, okay, I'm okay. Everyone's okay. We're going to deal with whatever we're, we're going to be in peace right now. There's no reason to panic yet. We don't, there's no, we're not getting that bad news yet. You know, let's, let's just be in the peace and let's hold that place of trust. Right. And, um, that's how I work. That's how I see myself, how I do it. And, and I just don't, I don't have to force myself to do it. I can just drop into it. Um, that's not to say I don't get all crazy on many occasions and manic, you know, where I've got to, you know, because again, the mind, but I can bring myself into just intention and, and get there for a little bit. Don't always stay there, but it's good yeah, to right. get in there. Right. And, and the more you go, the more you're familiar with it and easier it is to drop into that. And, and then maybe there's a place where a person lives like that hundred percent. I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I think people do. I just don't think it looks like how we, we've been. Told yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, that person's not always going to be happy. That's why when people mm-hmm. are, you know, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, I've got to do this and <clears throat> you always get corrected. You get to do this. And I, and I, you know, I do correct, but part of me is like, no, you know what? I don't want to do this. I have to do this because I haven't mastered telekinesis yet. So I got to do this crap. You know, it's like, 
I'm, I, you know, maybe I'm just leaning into my gray hair and I'm just a grumpy old 80 year old waiting to get out, but I'm really owning, <laughs> really owning, um, the good and the bad of what I have to do throughout the day. And I am really mindful of avoiding magical thinking. You know, it's like, no, sometimes life is really effing annoying. I can drop into my heart and look at it from a compassionate, loving mother perspective. And then I can have a more 3D perspective. And usually the way I move forward is a blend of the two. Um, because I will be honest with my, with you know, you and myself, I'm not always able to hold the loving mother stance if somebody's really gotten under my skin, if I've taken it personally. It takes a while to get that barb worked back out of my skin, but I could hold the space of the loving mother, meaning um, just divine love, compassion, and wisdom. I can hold that. And I can also be incredibly angry at that person. And this past year, I've had this amazing, um, spiritual gauntlet with a, a co-worker where I really was put through my paces. I think I've told you, I saw her as my spiritual trainer. Now, did I like her? No. Could I feel compassionate for her? Yes. I could look at her life. I could see how, you know, where my presence would have an effect and just, I could see, you know, my part in it. I could see how life was contributing to her behavior. Um, not to put it all on her. And I could see very clearly where, I have boundaries and she crossed them and it's unacceptable. So I can hold all of that. And I think that's still living from the heart because I, you know, maybe I know I'm cherry picking, but I always remember the part of the Bible where Jesus threw a tantrum in the temple and threw over the tables, you know, and if Jesus is going to throw a fit, I'm not going to get terribly upset with myself for getting annoyed. So oh, stepping God. off the soapbox. <laughs> so Heather, uh, to have to, to, um, Angela's point in that heart space, how, how do you evaluate it? Do you, when you're in that heart space, do you expect, and I use the words in quotation, do you expect that you're going to be in a loving, non-judgmental, embracing way, or are just like with Angela, you're like, Hey, in that heart space, there's, there's anger and there's jealousy and there's, you know, expectation and grief and judgment and that's okay. Or do you see it like, no, there's no room for that. How, what's your version? Oh, when, when I get triggered in that, or when you're no, when you're in that heart space. So when you go into that and you want to be in a place coming from compassion or what have you, can you have the duality that, you know, Angela's saying, how, how do you see when that? I've been in my heart space there, there was just, when I've been in my heart space and I've been driving and the energy around me is just bananas. Cause driving in Los Angeles can be quite taxing sometimes. And it was nothing but love and flow. And I just, people went around me. Like they didn't even see me. They just went around me. And when somebody had cut me off and then slammed on their brakes in front of me, it was just like, meh, it, it, it didn't even, it bounced off me. It didn't even, it didn't even register. So that's, that's when I'm in my heart space. That's what happens. I kind of agree with you. I, I agree with both of you, but I, I resonate with what you're saying, Heather, because I kind of feel for me, if I'm in that legit heart space, that there is nothing to get mad about. I don't, you know, I'm not in that vibration. So in that moment, it could be seconds, I could be, you know, I don't know if I've yeah. ever got an hour, but you know, the point is right, that fleeting time, there is no anything that ruffles because mm -hmm. I'm not 
bringing it to me, it's not in me. That's not in that vibration. It's Mm -mm. when I, I think I kind of feel it's when I leave that vibration that I'm open again to, oh, now I got to take that information and go back in it. Right. Because we're humans, you know, and yeah. So it's kind of like being in that little Nirvana, you know, spot or that heavenly mode, whatever you're stepping in and you're stepping out, but I wonder, you know, but going back to your point, Angela, is it not fair to think like you, that's great. We don't put that expectation that it has to be all loving 24 hours a day because you're still coming from heart. You're still coming from. Well, okay. So yeah, when you're in that, and for those of you at home, I made like a Zen face. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When you're in that moment, nothing's personal. Nothing is you. Nothing is not you. Right. We've all gotten to that. I guess what I'm talking about is then navigating the 3D world because you can't have a board meeting. At least I've not found a way to have a board meeting and truly retain that that head space, that heart space, right? I can be very loving and open and compassionate, but to have all the boundaries gone and everything down, it doesn't work in the boardroom for me. Um so I've learned to expand, you know, I feel like there's radiations. You have like the bright spot and then it gets steadily, I guess, darker, the further you get away from it and having compassion for myself when you're in that gray area and you can still be in that gray area and not see for me, not see it as a failure. Of, oh, I'm not closer. You know, no, I'm still coming from the heart. I'm still, you know, cause I know what it's like when I'm not coming from the heart. I know what it's like when I've taken it personally and I'm triggered and, um, I don't know. I just find that more and more the gray area is becoming more pleasant. Maybe it's becoming a brighter, lighter gray because when I find myself upset or arguing in my head, it's like all of a sudden when I realize, wait a minute, I'm not being present. It's a very uncomfortable feeling and it just feels good to go back to being in observation. But that doesn't mean I'm necessarily like falling over with love and bliss. I I'll have that. I'll be sitting at my desk and my heart will suddenly just, that happens quite a bit. And also what happens quite a bit is I'll just sort of be present and the heart's not going crazy, but the mind's not taking over. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. No, you, you described it great. I think that's the key point that you mentioned. I think that's fabulous to say in a boardroom for you. And I agree with that. Perhaps there's no space to be coming from a hundred percent heart space, because you still have a job to do. You still, like you say, you have boundaries. There's expectations of you. Well, and, I'm there to you know, help a, a, my right. boss. You know, and Absolutely. if I'm like negotiating everything away because it's not real anyway, and maybe this will be for their higher good, that doesn't fly. No, it doesn't <laughs> fly. Absolutely. And, right. and it's not in his best interest for me right. to negotiate away because somebody's soul will do better if I, you know, whatever story I tell myself. So yeah, for me, for what life has put me in, how I'm learning, how I'm applying the lessons, I have to have at this point um, more of a duality, right. even though we're all, I don't like the word duality. I, I think that's I'm, a great word because you, like you said, that blended because yeah. you're still coming from a place of heart. So like you say, you're not as triggered. So if someone does do something, you're, you still, you know, you're human. You can still be triggered, but that heart space has grown so much. You're no longer going to take that with you, destroy your peace, hate that person, make it a big old thing. You're going to isolate it. 
You're going to do your job and then you'll work on, okay, am I going to hold on to this? That person obviously maybe got some stuff going on. There's just a different mindset to it, which because the heart now doesn't want to destroy the peace or hate a person or make right. it a big old thing. It just seems lovely, you know, that you can. And I think it's a beautiful duality. I think that's really neat. From different perspectives, right, right. different layers, you know. Um, I can, in the case of my former coworker, look at it from the higher perspective and from the divine loving mother. But then when it comes time to Angela 3D needs to defend her boundaries because this person has been, you know, verbally abusive or whatever. Um, yeah, there's part of me that says, oh, but I should be able to zen out and not, but to me, that would have been spiritual bypassing. I did it up to a point And then it was like, you know what, this person's not even trying to change. Uh, while I, I forgive them, I'm not allowing them to, talk that way around me it's just not appropriate um yeah it's it's just that's what life is doing for me right now it's putting me in these situations where um i i feel very keenly if i go into spiritual bypassing and i don't like that so i have to backtrack and i'm i'm more in the 3d world but i'm for me i'm being honest with myself in terms of i'm not going to spiritual bypass and i'm not going to go 3d so learn to love the gray (laughs) i'm in the gray Oh, I think that's a great point. That's, and, that's where it is for me, though. Do you think that in that spiritual bypassing definition that you use, is that the same or different than one's expectations of self also? Um, so an example of the boundaries being overstepped, and you know that if you let it go and you try to kumbaya the moment, you're saying, okay, that's I don't really mean that. That's my spiritual bypassing. Well, yeah. also, is that the same as having those expectations of self? So you're expecting, no, if you're doing the work, Angela, if you're, you know, uh, doing healing, what have you, then you need to, you know, uh, be forgiving or you need to turn the other cheek, what have you. Is that, is that still spiritual bias passing the way you decide or are they two different things? I see what you're saying there. I mean, because I, I don't use spiritual bypassing. I mean, I, I'm not saying I've never done it, but I have such expectations sometimes that gets in the way of me yeah. being my human self too. And I'd be like, you know what? Well, you don't have to, you know, hold up to these Dalai Lama ridiculous things. Um, you know. Uh, well, and so here's the thing: it's like there are certain patterns in all religions and beliefs of of what enlightened people look like behave, right? And one of them it happens to be more of a you know, Zen, accepting, mm-hmm. compassionate. So on the one hand, yeah, I I agree with you in that, you know, we have these expectations. Well, but they're there for a reason because there's a, a kind of a consistent pattern. The Buddha, I don't think would have become the Buddha if he went down to the pub and brawled every Saturday, you know, if he let <laughs> On his off get, hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, if once he clocked out of the temple, he went and just took it out on, you know, somebody. So- <laughs> Um, so there are these sort of universally understood patterns of, and, and I am, you know, steadily working towards that. So I think it's, uh, I hate to say this, I think it's a blending of both. I think I'm just becoming aware of when I'm spiritually bypassing, you know, it's like you go to a gym and you see, I can carry that five pound weight, no problem, 10 pound weight, no problem. 15 is going to call, I'm going to need both hands. 20 is going to be, you know, it. 75 is not going to happen for a while, mm-hmm. if ever in this lifetime, because I don't feel called to be able to arm curl a 75 pound weight. If you think of people as these dumbbells, 
I can handle a three pounder. I can handle a five pounder. You know, it's like, boom, boom, boom. I cannot handle a 75 pounder. We'll call him Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> you know, I cannot, I cannot look at someone like that and be it's like, happening love and light. You know, I can't oh, look I at that person automatically and think, have dinner with me. I'm compassionate for you without there being, that would be some spiritual bypassing. Okay. You know, you could do it in the moment, but then a week later, you're going to kick yourself or be angry about not, you know, so I'm just very mindful. And I hope that metaphor works. I'm very mindful of where my weight class is of, and I'm always going to be trying to strengthen spiritually a little bit more, but I'm not going to kick myself or pretend that I can hold a 75 pound weight for very long. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for those of you at home, yeah, first, I, at first I, I don't know. They're both looking happening. at me like I'm insane. But no, I, 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 I gotcha. I gotcha. I'm, I'm sitting with that. Heather, um, do you have similar thought process to that? Do you then, do you say, no, I don't, I, I will pick up that 75 because, you know, I expect that of myself or that's my practice. Um, I want to love everyone. How, how, how would you, in layman's turn, are you going to love everyone? Are you going to forgive everyone or it's that that's not something you even work towards? That's not what it's about for you. Yeah, I, I say it's, that's not what it's about for me. I think I'm experiencing it a little differently because, mm -hmm. you know, Angela and I shared the different spiritual brain. <laughs> um, but for me, I think when when people when people trigger me or I get triggered, all of a sudden I get this picture of my head that we're all planets circling each other and we're all source circling each other. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, what did I learn? And, and recently I started asking myself, how can I empower myself from this moment? Cause I felt disempowered. So I want to learn how to empower myself from this moment. And then I just allow whatever to come. It might not be in that moment. I get that answer. It usually can pop up within a couple of days of me getting the answer. Um, I turn it back on myself mostly and see, see where in me it is triggering and just allow it to come up. I, I resonate with that very much. So, okay. So it's still, this is, we're not going off subjects. It still really has to do with the heart center. So let, let, let's explore that a little bit in case anyone's having that issue. So you've got someone, let's just say people, cause we're humans. There's yeah. someone that has either done something that has upset you or is not doing something that's upsetting you. So you're in that heart space to, okay, I just got to learn to get along with them or I got to learn to forgive them. And you can, and you do, but that trigger will come up. If you see their face, if their name goes across your desk, if you got to interaction, interact with them. So the, the question becomes, I guess it gets so blurry in there. Wherein is it is it different for everyone? Where is that comfort level? Does one say I can't even be around them? I still I have no problem with them that I, they're not going to ruin my peace. I don't hate them, but I can't be around them. Or does one try to find it? Just find that you can look at them and make it work, and that you can love them. But I think that's one extreme or the other. Yeah, it is one extreme or another. Exactly. But sometimes that's all there is for people. That that middle part is just so hard. 
is is both places coming from the heart? I guess I'm asking. I mean, and, and you know, what what do you think? It's your heart still has to protect itself, and that's a heart space if it's defending your peace, right? Do you have to? I think if you're in the, I uh, what just popped up for me mm-hmm. is if you feel like you have to defend yourself, then you're going to be in the energy of defending yourself and just realizing that okay, I feel like I need to defend myself. You know, I, I do a lot of reverting back to me in asking why I felt that, why I felt that and try not to put a story to it. And I just, sometimes it will be, I've had past lifetimes of this, of these moments and it just pops up and forgiving myself for, you know, uh, I forgive myself on a lot of stuff, you know, if, if yeah, I, why? So sorry, Stephanie, it just went. No, no, I was just wanting to, because I agree with you. I'm I'm like you, I I reflect in all the time and like, how can we get to this? What is, what is coming up? What have you? But I don't want to, I don't want to effort on that part. You see what I mean? Because you could, you could constantly, it's a distraction, right? It is. But if you know, it's not the other person, if you're going to take it as, okay, this is a learning experience. It's an opportunity. This is a mirror. This is a whatever. And you're bringing it back to yourself. How does one find then that healing with self? Other just all right, this is the way it's gonna this be. This is this is where this is where you know you're you're in the car with your best friend and energetically know that you are processing this. And this is where you learn to have your faith. And it's learn it's learning to build your vocabulary with yourself. Sorry. Be patient. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really be patient. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, I've cleared it out, I forgive them. It's gonna Why come up again. I feeling like I want to hug him. You know, it's like I think because we have different definitions of forgiveness, and I just had to, you know, I just had to be patient. You know, it's like, are you? For me, I want it to be authentic. That's my goal. For some people, it really is to be able to be in the room and be civil. And, and not to say I'm not civil, but if I have to remove myself and and take a little bit longer before I can sit down and make nice, because Honestly, it's not even that I can't, it just feels so false. Mm-hmm. I always admired people who after a big blow up could just sit there and smile and, and, and act like nothing, you know, with the person act like nothing happened. And I'm like, that feels so false. You're seething underneath. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like that. I really don't like that. Um, I think partly because it really confused me as a child, you know, we could all, especially the three of us on this, we can feel the story that was underneath and couldn't understand why things didn't look that way on the surface. So I think for me, what that translated into as an adult was not really not wanting to be fake, not wanting to be fake, but then also realizing, um, you know, social contract used to want to be around people. So I've learned to just be push myself a little, even if I'm uncomfortable, but also acknowledge, okay, I'm not ready. yet. I was polite. Um, I, you know, gave whatever resources they needed. If we work, you know, this person at work, I'm not going to accept the invitation to lunch though, because it's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And just being honest with myself. No, it's honest. And, and, and cause I really, I want to be authentic. I want it to go mm-hmm. all the way down to my bones. So sometimes I have to um, kind of take a look at myself and realize, yeah, I may talk a good game, I may understand it intellectually, but I haven't metabolized it yet. I have not embodied it yet. So uh, rest up and we're going to try this again, you know? 
I like that. I, to me, it's a great way to kind of close that up. Let's see if Heather agrees with it. Cause I agree with Angela that we had the word faith in the heart space. And I love the word uh, authenticity with that in the heart space, because I believe that is, that's essential. Like you say, and yeah. I think that's key to being in that space. Are you authentic in that space? And authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. What that looks like does change. I'm not saying, you know, yeah. my, my ability to do what I, you know, versus my 25 year old self, if, I only have grown this much because I did push myself. I did, you know, it's not like, well, this is who I am. I'm being authentic. Um, I don't have to grow anymore. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there's an ebb and a flow to it. Like kind of like what um, Heather was mentioning earlier. Sometimes you use the tools. Sometimes you just, you just know it. You know, there's, there's cycles to this. There's ebbs and flows. Definitely. Heather, closing thoughts on your subject today? No way is the wrong way. Love that. Love that. That's really good. Heed it. Heed that advice. And know that you on an energetic level is where you're supposed to be, even a human level, human consciousness level, energetic level, because we're multidimensionals, that every you are where you're supposed to be and start trusting from there, maybe. Fantastic. All right. You're here. Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the Three Intuitive Healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast. 